Blog Talk Radio.
right before that, <clears throat> it talks about in 25, 25th verse of the 6th chapter, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on it. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than rhema? Behold the fowls of the air, for they show, I'm sorry, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto the, your stature? Mm-hmm. And why Take ye thought, for Ramah consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. So with that being read, <clears throat> when God knows what you need, he sends it. And a lot of times it's when you least expect it, and from who you least expect. And the reason I'm, I'm saying it that is I got a lot of little stuff I'm probably going to say tonight, you're probably going to say, well, what, what, what does that have to do with it? Okay, I'm going to say this. Listen. Let's pray real quick. Father God, give us ears to, tonight to hear what you're saying to the Spirit, what you're saying to our heart. God, what you're saying to us as your people. God, give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and a mind to meditate on the words that you will have come out of my mouth on tonight. But, Father, we know not what we need or what we need of God. We know what we think we want, but, God, we're asking you to provide our needs. Teach us how to listen. Teach us how to follow instructions. Teach us how to do what you told us to do in the season of doing what you tell us to do. Father God, we just come before you right now asking you to forgive us of every sin, God. Asking you to just touch our ears that they may be open. Give us an understanding of your word on tonight, God. Let your word be received on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You all, hey, Juan, thank you for tuning in. Get your Bibles, pens, and papers. And, and, and what I'm going to say tonight, it's going to apply, and it has applied to me first. As I was saying earlier, just the other day, <coughs> I was asleep. I was in a joyful sleep. Hey, Juan, please, thanks for tuning in. I was really, uh, Juan, do you want to come on Facebook and do what I asked you to do? If so, type in yes or just leave it at it as it is, I know. So um, when I was sleeping, I was in a deep, nice, beautiful sleep, restful sleep. I haven't slept like that in quite a while. And I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. I thought I was going to have to go to the bathroom, but that's not why I woke up. God had instructed me to do something, and, and I was like, mm, okay, God, okay, let me get a little more sleep, let me get a little more sleep. And I tried to go back to sleep, but I tossed and I turned and I turned and I tossed. And I was from the left side to the right side, on my back, on my stomach. And I realized then, I wasn't going to get no sleep. I need to do what God told me to do. Because our God is not a God of our time. He is not a God of our ways. His time is not our time. A thousand years with the Lord is like a day. Ah, a thousand years with us with the Lord is like a day. We have to get in a place, we have to understand that when God tells you to do something, you must do it. 
because God is trying to show somebody that I will send you something that you least expect. When I send it, it's going to be from someone you least expect. Now, we know we all have something on the table and on the altar. I know I do before God, but see, a lot of times we don't know how to give out of our needs. Uh, we don't know how to give out of our needs. And a lot of times we don't know how to follow instructions because, see, God has given us instructions of, he tells us to forgive people, hmm. whether they accept it or not. You know, for the last couple of days, I've been going through some stuff, a lot of stuff that's on my mind. Uh, can I be honest? Can I be real? Can I be him? Still angry and hurt over the way my sister left here. She left. And listening to my sisters and my family and friends talk about it, I sometimes smile, I don't say nothing, because the anger and the hurt is still there. I still can't talk about it without showing hurt because of the anger. And God has been telling me, I I can't speak to anybody else, but I've heard my family say it, to forgive. Because that person that killed my sister, he hurt our family. He hurt our family bad. We wasn't prepared. We wasn't prepared. But behind what happened, we became broken. And even though I'm talking about it, and I've heard something that my niece is already looking at, She's looking online tonight, and um, some things she said, it really hurt me to hear that. She did it, now she did it on Facebook. And I was listening to her earlier about, he was driving his truck, and this ironic driver was driving crazily, and around a corner of a curve of the highway he was driving on, when he got around it, the young man or lady, we don't know, a person driving a car, flipped the vehicle over and the vehicle caught on fire and the person in there had died. And just thinking about it and saying, a lot of times people hurt us to the point of hurt. If we had our way, it would be no coming back from it. We would not even Give that person up. You can't say a second chance. We won't even give them a chance because you have hurt me. But we have to know that God's word says, I'm going to read something else before I read that. Let's try to find it. I had it all lined up, but I'm just, I'm still dealing with, like I say, my hurt. In Luke 6 and 37, he said, judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. And I was saying, Lord, 
I'm going to be honest with you. I said, Lord, I don't want to. Because, and this hurts in such a way, you know, like I said, can I be human? This hurts in such a way we don't want to forgive. We don't want to let go. You know, so I, I could talk about other people don't want. Okay, I, I'll be a personal tonight. We don't want to let go. And uh, what you say, Juan? I forgot what you said. Okay, I don't know what, what you said that I said. Anyway, I'm just saying when we have people in our life that have hurt us, destroyed us, I had wrote a note down a couple of weeks ago to speak on tonight and not knowing I had forgot about it. And with everything that was happening for the last couple of days and on today, I grabbed my notes and it said, um, I put a heading down, my sister Sheila name, what I, what I was feeling under her name. I was feeling grief. Unbelievable grief. I was feeling pain, undeniable pain. I've been stressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been in a place that I just didn't want to share because I didn't want to hurt nobody else's feelings because of my feelings. I've been in a place of unbelief. Even though tears are rolling in my I haven't even grieved. Really grieved for my sister. Because I wanted to. People may say you want to look strong, act strong, no. And um, things happen, and a lot of times in order to get what God is trying to take you, you have to operate with forgiveness. And I want to, I want to forgive. I'll never forget. I want to forgive. Because God's word says, judge not that I be The situation with my sister, he didn't just change my life. This man offered a hope. Cousins, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles, nieces, nephews. I, I haven't even got to the most important part yet. Her children, her grandchildren, her daughter-in-law, her friends, all of the people that this situation was.
came to a point where situations had to bring brought us to a place that uh, my sister did one thing great. She brought the family back together. Today I took a plaque that uh, the funeral home that did her service ticket, funeral home Brian ticket, free plug, 5301 West Madison. He did a plaque for the family with um, the picture, obituary on it. And I took one up to her job today because I talk, I call and talk to her boss a lot because they, uh, we call him brother and he calls her sisters, his sisters. And uh, I had called him yesterday and told him I was bringing something up to him. And when I, when I went in, he was happy to see me. He said, hey, Renee, how you doing? I said, okay. I said, I brought something for you. And he was just smiling. And when I gave it to him, the the look on his face, he just was, he said, oh, how I've missed her. He said, people are still coming in. She worked at the sound shop, uh, number three floor, on Chicago Avenue, GA Sound, of 50, what is that, 50, Three or 5400 on Chicago Avenue. Um, he said, people still coming in and asking, where's the lady that used to work over there in the corner? She used to be here. And they said, it's so hard telling people about her. And just to see his face and my god brother Kay, he worked in there, and just to see how he acted when I gave him the tears. We had a little bottle my sister, or possibly like Dr. Stewart Tiger put together that's called Sheila Tears. And when I gave them the little love token, and I saw how they act. They were so, when they looked at, they couldn't stop looking at the plaque, and each one of them had to touch it. I don't know if it's like they were shaking her hand or touching her, and I gave Kate a little strain of tears. He couldn't wait to put it on his motorcycle. He rode his motorcycle today because... It was nice out. He couldn't wait to hang that on there. And I remember a time when Sheila and Kaden kind of get along. You know, they got along, but they had look this fact. And uh, it's like he wanted. He remembered all the good times and everything. And I'm saying that to say, when you give someone, make you make sure you forgive them while they're here. They did work it out before she left here, thank God of that, because he was able to say we really had started getting along and we was able to communicate because when you have two boss people in a place, it's kind of hard for them to work together, so you know what I mean. But anyway, I, I began to think about that, and I began to see how the customers that was coming in, you know, if you look at me, you see Sheila. If you looked at Sheila, you saw me, uh, Cecilia, whatever. We all look alike, <laughs> you know, so uh, we laugh about that. You know, it was times when me, Sheila, and Cheryl would go out um, on the bike scene, and they would say, oh, all three of them out together. We never see that. That's a rarity. You see all three of them together. And they would be like, we can't tell which one apart. But anyway, I was so amazed at how the people were coming in, and they was looking like Sheila, and I kind of laughed, and mom remained. But still, the fact is, 
the fact of the excitement that they saw when they saw someone or they saw the plaque of her, the way they act. And just to know that they did have a chance to work things out and say, uh, I'm sorry either if I had said anything and none out of me or whatever, they worked it out. So I'm saying to you all on tonight, when you dealing with a family member or a friend, a spouse, a loved one, or whatever, or whoever, and you really kind of like fall into a place of unforgiveness, I'm going to read Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 to you. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and all evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. When we look at a lot of things and we go through a lot of things, we have to understand that we don't want to allow people to leave this world and um, we still had a gripe. We still had a, what you say, um, attitude problem or a situation, and you didn't get to say something. You didn't get to work it out. You know, that that's where the enemy will wear you out because, you know, the Word of God said that sin lies at the door. And the enemy will use that guilt, that that situation right there, to sift you as weed as possible. He would take that situation and wear you out with it. But you can always go to God. If, if, if you have a person that you're into it with right now, verbally, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever the situation, y'all need to get over and get past it. I gave a testimony back in uh, July at the family reunion and then after family reunion. I have a cousin named Jim Brown that stays in uh, Cleveland. I'm sorry I said Jim Brown is Jim Harris. He stays in Cleveland, Ohio. And we're up in age. So we, I'm talking about something that happened when we were kids, like 10, 11, 12. We were kids, preteens, teenagers. And uh, he said I said something to him that found a reunion this young man, when he heard my voice and heard me say, hey, how you doing? I'm reading that. He said, I heard you. Uh, and I said, huh? Hey, Susan, thanks for joining me. He said, you her? I said, I'm her. I was like looking around like, what is he talking about? He said, you said this about me when I was such and such years old. And I looked at him and I said, now, nah, I just made 62 the other day on the 16th. And I said, boy been holding this in his spirit for over 50 years. It broke my heart that I said something to, not just somebody to a family member that hurt him all these years and he's been carrying that in his spirit. So I don't know how that thing affected him and life throughout life of what his part it played, 
but it had to play a part because he was still holding on. And when he said that to me, I got up in front of the family because he said when I said it to him, I said it to him in front of the family back then, and he said, I said it to get a laugh, and we all bust up laughing about it. So when he told me that, and that thing broke me, and God said, get it. I got up in front of the family, and I apologized to them, and I was in tears because that thing had broke my heart that I had did that much damage, a loved one, that I didn't even know, but he was carrying it. Because, see, a lot of times we don't know when we hurt somebody. We don't know what we're doing when we are out here opening our mouths and saying something, whether it's for a laugh or whether it's for to embarrass somebody or whether for to show them up or put them down. We don't know. You know, so I, I asked them to forgive me. And ever since then, every chance I get, whether it's on public media, in front of the family or whatever, I ask them to forgive me because, see, I don't know how deep that thing rooted in me. See, I'm not going to tell you about somebody else because, see, nobody else right now has told me if I hurt their feelings except one of my nieces one time, and I told her, my great niece, Alexander Harris, I told her she thought I hurt her feelings. I said, well, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't say anything. But now that you said it, we was on social media. I told her, I'm sorry. So that's two people. So today I was talking with a cousin on Facebook. Um, I asked him, I said, is there anything I ever said or did to you to hurt your feelings or didn't say that you wanted me to say to hurt your feelings or uh, uh, anything? He said, no, we good. I said, okay, now that you said that, let's move on. I got one down and several hundred more to go to ask. You know, if I did anything or said anything or didn't do or didn't say to hurt your feelings, I'm asking you to forgive me. If not, I'm going to say I'm forgiving you for not telling me or however it should go, but I'm asking you to take it to Jesus, and I'm asking God to work on your heart that you will. Now, in Ecclesiastes, third chapter, the 13th verse, it says, Forbidding one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against thee, let me read that again. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ has forgiven you, so also do ye. I'm, I'm asking anybody that I have offended, family, friends, uh, if I don't know it, please don't put hold, hold me to it. If you didn't tell me, but if you told me or you tell me, say something. Let's get past this. Because, see, one thing I want to do, and I want you to know that I want to do, I want to be saved. And I want to go to heaven. I don't want to sit back and I don't want to wonder. I don't want to even uh, feel like I want to differ forgive me. Is they going to forgive me? Because, you know, I was reading also in the Word where in uh, Matthew chapter 18, the 21st and 22nd verse, it says that then Peter came to him, that's Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said, no. I say unto you, unto you, until seven times? Mm -mm, Jesus said, no. 
future until seven times seven. So all I'm saying is with my cousin Jim, if I have to keep on saying forget could you forgive me, I'm gonna keep on saying if he received it for real, I pray. If he didn't, I pray that he do one day. Because see we all got to leave here. I'm gonna make sure I try to leave here with my hands clean because I'm active, everybody. Uh, Pastor Troy said it, Troy Thomas, Prophet Antoine Thomas said it. Get over this thing. Let's forgive, let's ask for forgiveness, and let's move on. Apostle Dr. Cecilia Kaiser says it all the time. Let it go. Let's move on. Let's trust God. Put it out there. If they receive you, they receive you. If they don't, just give it to God and don't worry about it. Because, see, a lot of us want to live in our used to be. My mom always told me one thing a person don't never want to hear about it. Nobody want to deal with it. It used to be. Oh, I used to be a player. Oh, I used to be rich. Hey, I could say I used to be young. I used to be, as y'all say, not snatched. I used to be all that, but see, this is me now. This is my package. And this is where I'm at. So I'm saying that to say this. If you can't start, what did she say, prayers again? Okay. Um, if you can't find yourself in a place where you're willing to ask for forgiveness, ask God to give you the heart to ask somebody to forgive you, to give you the heart to forgive somebody because we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We were born in sin and iniquity. None of us are perfect, not one. The Word teaches us that. None of us are perfect. Hey, Pastor Henry, thanks for joining in. And if you get to a point you cannot ask God for a heart to forgive people, you need to fast, you need to pray, you need to talk to God even the more. You need to get in a place because I don't want to go through this life fooling myself. I don't want to go through this life in a framed fashion of mind that um, I can't forgive. I'm not saying if you, a lot of times you forgive people. No, it's not saying you're going to forgive, no. A lot of times you forgive people, but you keep it moving. You, you move on. You know, because one thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use a good example. Every time I go around the edge of my bed, I've learned to pay attention because I don't want to hit that toe. <laughs> Ooh, you know that's painful. When you learn how to avoid things, you pay attention. And if you apologize to someone and don't, they don't receive it, all you have to do is just avoid a, a conversation. If they look at you the wrong way or they looking at you in a way, you ain't got to say what you're looking at. Just say, you know, to God be the glory. Just hand it over to God and let God take care of it. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen soon. But if you keep that thing up before God, if you keep that thing up before yourself, when you know you're living and dealing with a situation where you find it hard to forgive somebody because they did you so wrong, stop and think. Have you did somebody else so wrong? 
time you did something to somebody else that they can't and they don't want to forgive you. Forgiveness, it's a, it's a big word. It's a big action word. The thing with forgiveness is we all want it, but we don't all want to give it. We all want it, but we don't all want to apply it. We all want it, but we act like we didn't dotted every I across every seat, and that's not true. That's not true. A lot of people, you know, have did things to me, and I forgave them, but I moved on. It was like, okay, that, that season of my life is over. You know, I remember as a little girl going to my mom to apologize for something, but it hurted me more to realize I had to go to her to ask her for forgiveness. And instead of my mama saying, get away from me, I don't want to be bothered with you, uh-uh, I'm not, I can't let it go. She said to me, I forgave you when you first did it. I knew you were going to do it before you did it. God had already revealed it to me. She would try to say stuff to us that brought up, and she would be letting us know in so many ways. She knew already what we had on our mind before we did. And when we had to go back and say, Mom, sorry, she said, I knew you were going to do that or I forgave you before you came to me or I forgave you before you were done. Now, when you have somebody like that that teach you growing up that it's not hard to forgive, some kind of way, that don't grab a hold to our spirit. In some kind of way, we just, find it hard to want to forgive someone or forgive them because we have doubt in our spirit. They did that to me. To me? Oh, no, they didn't do that to me. They didn't say that about me. Uh-uh, I've gotten to the point. I was sharing with a friend today on, uh, we were talking on the phone, and I said, uh-uh, I ain't got nothing to say. I said, because you know what? I found out in life, whether you want to call me Sylvia, whether you want to call me Renee, whether you want to call me Sparkle or whether you want to call me Queen Mother. I ain't got nothing to say because I'm so tired of people saying I said something, putting my name on something, and I'll be like, I ain't say that. Now, it may, may be something like what I said, kind of like what I said, but when I hear it, I'm like, huh? It's a, it's a message to me, too. I've learned how to say, I don't know, I ain't got nothing to say, I don't know nothing about that, and I keep going. Because one thing I don't want, is my name tied up on anything that's about mess, that's messy, and that's going to turn out to be a big mess. I, I, want, I want what you hear come out of my mouth and you say come out of my mouth. You know, like I told you before, people say, oh, I see you on Facebook doing your little ministry. Okay, let that, let that be what you say. You see me on Facebook. You, you hear me on blog talk. You, you, you know, I'd rather for you to say that than anything else because... It's too late in the day. Y'all see my hair? My hair is salt and pepper. One thing about salt and pepper hair, it stands for wisdom. The Word of God said, if you like it, ask. Yes, if you like wisdom, ask for it. If you like understanding, ask for it. If you need it, pray about it. If you need it, seek God about it. If you want it, ask God to give it to you. Overflow you with it. Pour it on heavy. Pour it on that it run down like the uh, oil ran down every beard. Ask them to overflood you, overwhelm you, 
overjoy you with. Okay? Wisdom. The book of Proverbs. Read it. Full of wisdom. I, 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 I've been hearing a song <clears throat> in my heart all day. Hezekiah Walker. I need you to survive. Hey, Nene, thanks for sending in. You know, I, I, I'm not a singer. I know I, I asked somebody to sing for me tonight, but uh, they were preoccupied. But it's okay, God. God's time is awesome. God's time. I love the song. I need you. You need me. We are a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We are a part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are a part of me, and I need you to survive. I love the part where he said, I'll pray for you, you pray for me. He said, I won't harm you with things, with words that come out of me. I'm just saying tonight, forgive me. Felt that I should forgive me. Because God has put me in a place right now, before I say anything, I must pray. Before I do anything, I must pray. If something comes up and I don't agree with it or I don't have nothing to say about it, I'm using wisdom. I'm doing like we used to do when we were kids. So for you millennium kids, that meant I'm going to lock my lips, lock the lock, and throw away the key. I ain't got nothing to say. Because if I can't speak life over you, into you, about you, I don't have nothing to say. We were taught as young ladies, hey, Lynn, thank you for tuning in, that the older women must teach the young. So if the, when the young say, oh, she done been through so much, baby, I got gray in my hair. I'm in my 60s. I done been through something. I rode motorcycles for over 45 years. I still ride. I done seen some stuff. I done seen the way men treat, try to treat, women allowed them to treat, women to do. I done seen some stuff. Baby, I done been through some stuff in my life. Um, I mean, that's why we are things I always say, when you learn better, you do better. When you know better, you want better. If you find yourself still thinking like you did when you was in your 20s, 30s, 40s, I'm talking about age category, 50s, in your early 50s, something wrong. You must still be trying to, you should still be trying to get to the next level. Out of all the things you did and do, before you forgive anybody, forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive yourself. See, a lot of times, I, I, I like talking to certain friends of mine so I can always see and remember, yeah, that's why I walked away. That's why I left her. Because, um, I'm 60 years old. Now, I'm going to sit up here so you all can hear me say this. 
I'm 62 years old. I'm not ashamed to tell nobody my age because do you know how many friends didn't make it? Hmm. That's all I'm going to say right there. When I sit down and talk to my friends and, and they be talking to me <laughs> and they tell me different things they had done to their body or they going to have done to their body and uh, they'll say, that young lady over there, she, I, I think she's jealous of me because she say this. I'll be looking like who? You in your 60s, she in her 20s or 30s, 40s. What's she jealous of? Oh, I know it is because I get retirement benefits. Maybe that, for me, thinking, that's the only thing they can be jealous of me of because I, I ain't got nothing. See, my grade don't, I can't wash it out. I have to color it out and now I got to color it up back in three weeks. If they put gray in their hat, it's because they got a rinse and oh, they could turn another color and it just lasts for a while. But it just tickles me how certain things come out of people's mouths. And I'll be saying, forgive yourself. Maybe you didn't do what you should have done when you were a certain age. Because one thing I found out is that a lot of my friends, when we were young, they wanted to be an adult. Now that we older, now they want to be young. Take that for what it is. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pause for a moment, and I'm going to see if anyone on Blog Talk has anything they would like to say. If anyone on Facebook would like to type something in, do so at this time. Um, blog Talk, the lines are open. Please go ahead. Okay, well, Amen. Can you hear me, Minister Sylvia? Yes, I can hear you now. Just want to say just um, and stay encouraged and know that God is just who he said he is and that he's going to um, carry you through and that um, we know that we are to forgive and we are to know that we are to even go to people when uh, whether they come when and whether they come to us or not or acknowledge us. But the main thing is when our heart is clear, then we can just say, God, I did what you told me to do, and I accept what you allow. And if he allows them to stay in that state and they decide that they want to be in that state of unforgiveness, we're not robbers and neither is God. We're not going to rob a person's ability to have free will. So just go in peace and know that God is faithful in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle, for those words of encouragement. Is there anyone else tonight would like to say something? Amen. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey, Pastor Handy. I got on the call today because we had been long came out of our call and I talked to last bits of uh, Minister Cecilia's uh, testimony and words. And as she was talking, it reminded me of an incident that happened to me. Um, and sometimes the greatest betrayal and the place of forgiveness can be for someone that's very close to us. 
And at the time, it was with my husband. And we were downtown. I was standing at the bus stop, and he was walking from the store, coming towards me. And mind you, I was still doing the thing that a wife doing, cook, clean, whatever, whatever, you know, the household needed. I was, so they say, doing the wifely duties. Uh, but I was, the pain of what had happened still gripped me. So as he was walking towards me, God said, if you don't forgive him, I won't forgive you. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, but there's nothing in me to connect to the place of forgiveness because the hurt was so bad, the betrayal was so bad. And so when in that moment I asked God to heal me, sometimes people need to be healed of the betrayal. They need to be healed of the offense. And that's the only way that we can actually walk into the freedom and, and, and the love of forgiveness. Otherwise, we can sin. You know, we'll go through the motions of saying, yes, I forgive you, and I want you to forgive me. But the hurt is still there. So the bitterness is still there. If we find that when we're having a discussion about something that happened to us or an incident and the same emotions of anger and bitterness come in, we haven't forgiven. We said it, but we haven't forgiven yet. So God heals me. And he heals you. Sometimes if people come to us and they say that we offended them and they're struggling with that place, then we pray that God heals them. Lord, if I heard of Lord, if I heard them, heal them of that so that they don't carry it, that they don't walk with it. And God is a healer. He's healing more than his physical bodies. He's healing of whatever the thing in us that eats away at our spiritual soul. I enjoyed that, Sylvia, and I encourage you to know that I'm going to say with you for whoever it was that say that they got offended. Because a lot of times people walk around with bitterness, and the incident that they're talking about with us is that an additional incident that adds to the bitterness that they've been carrying for a long time with other people and other things. And so I pray for their healing that God will do a work in their lives. Love you. Thank you so much, Pastor Handy. It's so much. I really needed to hear that. Anyone else would like to speak at this time? I thank everyone for the comments on Facebook. I thank everyone for the comments that they made on Blog Talk. Um, I would thank you for the ones that didn't say anything because the thing I do know, um, like Apostle said, I accept what God allows. Like Pastor Handy said, they need to forgive themselves. You know, I I spoke on that earlier that a lot of times we can't forgive anyone because we haven't forgiven ourselves. And I I, I realized something also in life that 
sometimes people love walking into being and looking like the victim. I hope you you all get it in the, the way that I mean it. A lot of times that people want to say something, but they know if they do, they're not going to be able to um, walk in that thing because if they say they forgive you, they have to live it. They have to show it. They have to even be in that place to really let you know they forgive you for real because, like the pastor says, you know, a lot of times we say stuff because it sounds good coming out and we feel that that's what they want to say. You know, or they want to hear. They say we want to hear them say that. But I've learned that when a person has made up their mind to really, really want to be forgiven, they'll accept it. When a person really, really, really wants to forgive you, there. But a lot of times, people don't know how to walk in forgiveness because they want to say, I know punk, that makes me look weak. But the strongest thing you can do is forgive a person and move on. Keep it moving. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for being the lamb so that we can be redeemed back. I thank him for taking on the sins of the world that way. Our Father in Heaven forgave us. We we have to understand forgiving is a word. It's an action word. It's not just a word. That word brings life and death. That word holds so much. When you can forgive yourself, that's one thing. Do you know how many people out here are self-sabotaging? We have to get to a point and get to the place that we can't keep living our past because you can't change the past. You can only amend your future. You can't change your past as a a prophet, I'm sorry, Pastor Handy just said, God told her until you forgive him, he won't forgive you. Did I, I think I read that earlier in Luke 6 and 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. When you when you follow instructions, when you do what God tells you to do, when I tell you, you will actually feel pressure come off of you. You know what? I, I want you to do something for me. Because I, see, this works for me. I, I don't know what maybe you are. I was so bogged down with so much unforgiveness. I stepped on the scale just a matter of weeks ago, and it said I weighed something, something, something. When I stepped on the scale after I started following instructions and doing what God told me to do and different things, I was literally able to say, I lost some weight. A lot of times we don't believe sin carries weight. 
Unforgiveness is sinful. It's sin. Yeah, it, it may sound crazy, but I'm telling you, when you can let go and let God, when you can let go and, and, and just stand on God's word and say, God, I'm going to trust you. Lord, teach me how to forgive myself so that I can forgive others. When you get in that place, you're going to feel some things, see some things. You ain't going to even recognize yourself no more because some things going to break up off you. So I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight, listening in, whether you're doing it live or on Facebook or live on Blog Talk. I thank you all for listening. I hope you received something tonight. I hope something was said. I'm just so I'm so in love with Jesus. I, I want to uh, do what God tells me to do. I, I'm glad I, I hear his word because, like I told you, when God woke me up at 3.30 in the morning and told me to do something, I, well, I want a little more sleep, and I tossed and turned and turned and tossed until I did what he told me to do. When I did go back to sleep, I got a peaceful sleep because I followed instructions. So a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves for not listening to God or doing what God tells us to do when he tells us to do it. See, a lot of times we think forgiveness because something we did to a person. But see, when we don't do what God tells us to do, we still have to go back and ask God to forgive us. Mm, that's strong right there. So I'm going to give you all our foundation of Scripture and then I'm going to give you my closing remarks. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness shall be added unto you. I just want that to soak in for you all because Many times as I've said that scripture tonight, righteousness, righteousness. When you ask God to forgive you, you are able to seek him through righteousness. Hmm. Again, thank you all for tuning in. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, we will be back here on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own apostle elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, uh, Minister Margot McClure, and Minister Brandon. That's Sunday morning with Iron Sharpening Iron Smile 3E blog talk radio program called Let's Talk. We will be back here on Monday night with our very own Missionary mother, Tony Montgomery, and her husband, Ron Montgomery, with our Monday program with her, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, fourth Monday program with her and Ron talking about uh, family, the biblical way of family, the, what God has given them to teach us in all the directions and um, all the platforms that family, husbands, wives, daughters, sons, uh, family, biblical family, whether it's sisters or brothers or whatever, we're going to be talking about the things that God has had the man and woman of God to talk to us about, about excitement back in your marriage. A lot of times we think once we get married or 
that's it, that's all. Honey, I'm home. What's for dinner? Trying to give me the remote. And that, no, that's not it. You can still have movie night. You, if you can't go nowhere, make a bag of popcorn or some Kool-Aid. Y'all remember that red Kool-Aid. Sit down. Take yourself to the movies. You know, do something. Um, that will be on Monday. Next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is our very own Prophet Antoine Thomas. Uh, let the Lord use him on Friday to bring forth the word. And I know he's going to have something that we need. And I want to give you all another um, program. A lot of times you can be a worker out in the streets and you may can, can't sit down and listen to or look at Facebook. But if you need a prayer line, the Handy was on tonight, Linda Handy. She has a prayer line, which uh, she does every Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She also on the air every Friday before our program starts at 9 p.m. She has a prayer line. You can call in at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, the number for that program is 605-313-4818. I'm going to repeat it. 605-313-4818. So that number is 647 147. Access 647-147. And I just want you all to know that if you want prayer, you want some serious prayer, you want to be involved in a prayer line, you can call that number again. 605-313-4818. Access code 647-147. And if anything was said tonight and you would like to plan into this ministry, you can plan into my ministry through a cash app, dollar sign, capital S, P-A-R-K-L-E, 750. That's dollar sign sparkle. So I'm going to say we love you with the love of the Lord. Nothing you can do about it. Trust God. Forgive yourself first. Forgive others. And just stay before God. Asking him to teach you how to walk in forgiveness. And when you find yourself in a situation that you feel like you said something or did something that God isn't pleased with, Ask God to forgive you. Repent daily. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. So don't forget, I need you to survive. You need me. Amen? Amen. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.